rejoice and be glad in it. We are glad that you have tuned in to our live broadcast on today. We hope and pray that you will experience God in some kind of way through our services. We ask that you will like, comment, and share our services, and that you will most of all come back and see us again. You can connect with us on www.mounthorobdesoto.org. Tell your friends, tell everybody that God is good and he's worthy to be praised. Enjoy. Amen. Why don't we all say amen? Let us all say amen again. Uh, it's a wonderful uh, honor and a privilege to be back in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. And as always, it's going up on a Tuesday. Amen. We've come to celebrate our Lord and thank him for all of his goodness. Let me welcome those of you who are here physically and welcome those of you who are joining on our Facebook Live. We are glad that you have decided to uh, spend your Tuesday night uh, with the Mount Horeb DeSoto Church. Amen? Amen. Amen. Before we get into our lesson and uh, uh, our happenings for tonight, uh, I got one quick announcement. Uh, I want to announce this coming Saturday. Uh, this coming Saturday uh, from, Lord have mercy, I don't forgot the time. Uh, but this coming Saturday, they, there will be a hiring fair, a hiring fair. Uh, Star Concessions, who, uh, who his name is Gilbert Aranza, he owns uh, most of the eateries there at uh, Love Field Airport and DFW Airport, and they are in need to fill about 300, 200 to 300 jobs. And so my brothers and sisters, if we have uh, young folk or, or just folk who are looking for a job, I know uh, everybody's hiring nowadays, uh, but I believe that this is a wonderful opportunity uh, for our folk because he is looking to hire minorities. And so I want to uh, encourage everyone to come out this Saturday. As uh, soon as I, before to, the night is over, I will have the times in which the hiring fair will be. But it will be at Glendale Shopping Center on Marcellus and Ann Arbor, uh, right next to the Pan-African uh, bookstore. And so uh, please, sir, please, ma'am, uh, if you know anybody that need a job, that's looking for a job, send them to Glendale Shopping Center on Saturday. Uh, the only, only uh, prerequisite uh, that is required, you must be able to pass uh, TSA uh, guidelines. And so uh, you'll be working at the airport, and so uh, you must be able to pass the TSA 
guidelines. And so uh, before we end on tonight, I will give you the times of that hiring fair. And let's see if we can get some folk hired. I know a lot of folk are receiving your unemployment, that, that extra $300 a week, uh, but uh, that's going to end at the end of the month. And so we need to be thinking about jobs uh, after that. Oh, Lord, I like how that sounds. Thank you. Amen. We need to be thinking about uh, after uh, the, the little something-something that is given with the unemployment. We need to be thinking after uh, that. So before tonight ends, I will give you uh, the exact times in which the hiring fair will go on. With that being said, we are now ready for our Tuesday night insight. We don't uh, waste a lot of time on Tuesday night. We give you a devotion and then get right into our lesson for tonight. And so I'm going to do the quick devotion. I know the deacons are ready. I'm looking at them. They're ready to jump up and do whatever is asked for them. So I want to thank them uh, for being in the house and on their post, ready to do whatever is needed to be done. Uh, but I'm, I'll handle uh, devotion on tonight. So if you don't mind, uh, I want to read the scripture text uh, that our executive pastor will be teaching on tonight, and it will serve as our devotional scripture. <coughs> Uh, which is found uh, in Second Kings, Second uh, Kings, uh, in chapter twenty. Second Kings, chapter twenty, and we'll read verses one uh, through six. Um, and as I just skim this uh, this pericope, uh, I see a lot of of dashes and stuff, so please don't hold it to me if I don't pronounce some things right. Uh, but it really ain't, the, the emphasis is not in on the pronunciation, but it's in the application. Amen. Amen. All right. Second uh, Kings chapter 20, starting with verse number one, reading through verse number six. And I'll be reading from the King James Version, and it simply reads this way. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, uh, came to him and said to him, Thus said the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore, and it came to pass afore Isaiah was gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, 
Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will make and I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. Amen. Before we go into prayer, I want you to know about uh, Sister Russell uh, lost a cousin on today, and we want to make sure to lift her up, uh, Sister Davis, in our prayer time and our supplication servants, uh, that we'll uh, lift our own supplication servant up in prayer. Amen. Uh, let us bow. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment in time that you have allowed us to gather to learn more about your word, your will, and your way. We ask, O oh God, that you will prepare the table so that these, your people, may eat. We ask and pray, O oh God, that your word will fall on listening ears and receptive hearts. But not only that we hear and receive your word, but that we leave this place and do our job, which is to tell a dying world about a risen Savior who yet lives. God, we thank you for looking beyond our faults and seeing our needs. And then, Lord, we pause now just to lift up our families that are dealing with bereavement. We lift up the Russell family, oh God. We lift up uh, the Wilson family. We lift up uh, the, um, the, 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 the Thomas family. They're not dealing with bereavement, oh God, but they're dealing with sickness of loved ones. But God, we know, even though I may have forgotten to call a couple of folks, God, we know that you'll know all things about us. You know all that is going on. And so, God, we ask that you would have your way even in the midst of bereavement, even in the midst of sickness, even in the midst of hard times, even in the midst of a global pandemic, God, we ask that in spite of all these things that you would have your way and that, uh, that we will realize the silver lining through each and every situation. For your word promises us that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to your purpose. So God, have your way in our lives. And then God, we pray for our, our teacher on tonight, our executive pastor. We ask and pray that you will continue to crown his head with knowledge and wisdom, that you will continue to restore healing, that you will continue uh, to uh, do a wonderful, magnificent work within him, that he may continue to fight the good fight. And then, God, we thank you for the Mount Horeb family as a whole. We ask that you will bless us individually as well as collectively as we be about kingdom building. So, God, we thank you and we praise you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all who love the Lord said amen. 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 Now, without any further ado, I want to present to some and introduce to others our teacher for tonight, he is no stranger to uh, Baptist life. He's no stranger to church life, but he is a giant 
Amen. He is a giant of a preacher who now serves as our executive pastor. The man, the myth, the legend, the good-looking Negro, Dr. S.C. Nash Sr., as he comes with our lesson for the night. say good evening to each of you. I want to thank our pastor, Reverend Nash, for the privilege to stand before you. And as always, we, there's something about his kind of introduction. I appreciate the kindness in your introduction of me. I appreciate you reading Second Kings, the twentieth chapter, verses one through six. And uh, we want to concentrate on those verses and that passage for tonight. I've taken the subject of this lesson from within verse 1. Set Thine house in order. All right. All right. Let's see. Set thine house in order. All right. The mandate is clear. But it's God talking to the king of Israel. But more than that, he's talking to us. It's wonderful to to know that God is aware yeah. of the kind of people that makes up the church. Yeah. Yeah. He prescribes for us kind of prescriptions every time we gather All right. that would apply 
to us. And so, don't be hesitant to apply this word tonight to your life. Set thine house in order. That's what God says to us. And it will seem that that's the mandate for this hour. Hezekiah was one of the good kings of Israel. And yet, Hezekiah had faults. And it's assumed that we have faults. Yet God speaks to us and God deals with us and God loves us. Actor William Sorian who once wrote the best part of man stays forever. Lost a two-year bout with cancer. Only five days before he was hospitalized for the last time. He telephoned Associated Press to report that cancer had spread to several of his vital organs. Then he gave this final statement to be used after his death. Everybody has got to die. But I've always believed an exception would be made in my case. And then he said, in a question, now what? We know that everyone dies, but we think somehow, not me. 
not my wife, not my children, not my parents. We act as though we believe an exception would be made in our case because we live pretty good. We try to do what is right and we attend church, try to apply the scriptures to our life. But death does come. And it comes for all of us. Death is as much a part of life as birth. And that says we should prepare for it just as carefully. Can you imagine a couple expecting a new baby and making no preparations for it? Never discussing the situation, getting ready, in no way. But we rush headlong toward death, and few seldom ever prepare for it. The Bible speaks to us at this point. In this first verse, Hezekiah, Second Kings 20 and 1, the Lord through Isaiah, the prophet said to Hezekiah, the king of Israel, set thine house in order. For thou shalt die and not live. This word is a word to us. I don't care how well you live. The scriptures tell us it's appointed unto us to die. We're going to die. We try to do all we can do. But we're going to die. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross popularized the study of death and dying, said there are five emotional stages a person goes through when they know they have a terminal illness. Mm -hmm. 
those sounds, things she lists as such, shock and denial. When no matter how you lived, what you heard, people say about death, the final reality is that, no, not me. Shock and denial, rage and anger. Become angry with God or the doctor or even our families. They ask, why me? Number three, they try to bargain with God for more time. Saying, yes, I got to die. But the fourth is depression. As it dawns on them, they are not going to get well, that they are going to die. They withdraw and they weep easily. And then they say, oh, me? Number five, acceptance. Finally, they come to terms with death and accepts the inevitable. And they say, okay, me. Hezekiah was in the third stage, the bargaining stage of death. He was asking God for an extension of time and trying to bargain because of his good behavior. And whether we accept it or not, this is a natural response. Oliver Wendell Holmes, the great jurist, when approached the age of 90, said to Dean Atchison, if the ceiling should open, and through the opening should come the voice of God saying, Wendell, you have five minutes to live. He said, I should reply, very well, boss, but I wish it were 10. And I think that that's a normal response to the news. I would do it. 
you would do it. In Hezekiah's case, God granted his request and extended his life for 15 years. But even then, he still had to die. So preparations are needed. Whether we ever granted an extension or not, we still need to prepare for death. We'll come to some early, some late. It will come someday. Unless the rapture comes first. And this being true, I offer tonight that we have at least five ways to prepare for death. Five ways to set our houses in order. First, we need to prepare for death by repenting of our sins and accepting Christ as our Savior. No person is ready to die until they trust the one who lives forever. think about insurance. The insurance industry renders an indispensable service to every one of us. We should be grateful for their efforts to be fair and yet remain solvent and sound. John Anderson reminds us that no insurance policy on the market can afford the ultimate security that we need. Actually, the term life insurance is a misnomer. It's not life insurance. Death insurance. Nothing we can do can ensure the safety of our bodies. Even the best company can guarantee only that we will not become a liability in case of physical incapacity or that loved ones will not become destitute in case of our physical death if we ensure with them the only one who can 
offer us real life insurance. Is what is known as eternal life insurance is God. He gives us the abundant life now and eternal life when we die. Through faith in Christ, we can live until we die. And then we can live forever. Yes. Security for eternity then must be found in God. Mm. Yeah. Look at the eternal life insurance policy. The premium is faith. The home office is in heaven. The local agent is Jesus Christ in his living spirit. The terms of the policy, he who believes in the Son has eternal life. But who does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God rests upon him. John 3 and 36. And there are no pre-existing conditions. <laughs> Whosoever will may come. Ask any of the Lord's policy holders and you will get a testimony of Complete satisfaction. Yes, All of them agree. Blessed assurance. Yes, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. There's one thing more. Are you covered? Can you say with the Apostle Paul, I am now ready, as he said in 2 Timothy 4, 6-8. But then secondly, we need to prepare for debt financially by having an adequate insurance program. A few years ago, I ministered to a family who lost several relatives at once. It was in a rainstorm. The father of that family had allowed his insurance to expire yeah. the very day of the accident. Wow. In yeah. fact, the insurance policy expired at 12.01 midnight wow. and he expired at 10 a.m. that morning. Wow. Wow. 
exactly nine hours and 59 minutes later, his wife and children who survived him were left not only to bear the emotional loss of his life, but also the financial burden yes, yes. of making ends meet without adequate financing. The Bible tells us if any provide not for his own, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. First Timothy 5 and 8. This, I believe, involves responsibility to provide for our families after death as well as during life. The word provide is the original means to give a forethought to, to plan ahead, to anticipate a future event and act before it's too late. What are we to plan for? The financial needs of our family, insurance, is a way to do just that. Right. But then thirdly, we need to prepare for death legally by having an update, an up-to-date will. Yeah. A will is legal document yeah. That's right. that states how your property is to be disposed after death. If there is no will, if there is no will, then your property will be disposed of as prescribed by the law. But this may not be according to your wishes. And it will almost inevitably be more expensive. Right. In spite of the importance of a will, only one out of five people will have one. There are three facts that everyone needs to remember about a will. Number one, that the man who doesn't have a will usually leaves trouble. Number two, the man who tries to do his own legal work has a fool for a client. And number three, do God's will through your life. You can use your will as a means of continuing stewardship after you've gone. In fact, some people can do more for the kingdom of God after their death than during their life. Yeah, you're right. But then number four, 
we need to prepare for that practical, practically. by discussing death and planning for our own funeral. We don't have to, to like death, but we don't need to be terrified about death. An emotionally healthy person and family can sit down and talk about death. The Old Testament gives frequent references to preparation for death, both spiritually and practically. It speaks of arrangements for, for burial, caring for financial matters, purchasing burial plots yeah. and seeing to family affairs. Such arrangements were made by men very much aware that they would soon die. Yeah. Those who had the foresight make your body its final resting place. And I've thought about that for myself. And you should think about it for yourself. The Bible is careful to give us an example to follow today. There are many decisions that need to be made. This is of a special concern to me. As pastor, I've lived in seven different cities over the last 50 years. And I raised the question, what, where would I be buried? Who would preach my funeral? After all, most of my life, I've had no pastor. I've been the pastor. A boyhood pastor died years ago and I preached his funeral. But I raised the questions of which funeral home would I use? I've had a close personal relationship with funeral directors wherever I have lived. Which one will care for my body? What music would I like sung? 
who will serve as my pallbearers? You sit down sometime and try to list the names of six close friends you would like to carry your body to its final resting place. I did that the other day, and I'll tell you, it's not easy. If I don't make those decisions, who will? If I leave them to my children, they will have to make them at the very time when it will be most difficult for them to think. We gotta make preparations. For death. But finally, we need to prepare for death daily. by living life to its fullest. In Morris West's Shoes of the Fisherman, a nurse remarked about the death of a man who lived in one of the poorest sections in Rome. She says, they can cope with death. It's only living that defeats them. It's often the same with you and me. We can cope with death. But most of the time we have a hard problem coping with life. It was against the backdrop of the shortness of life and certainty of death that the psalmist prayed in the 90th Psalm, verse 12. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart to wisdom. We need to breathe that same prayer every day. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. The 90th Psalm, verse 12 should not be a scripture foreign to us. Every one of us ought to pray that same prayer. We do need to do that which is wisdom. live life 
to its fullest. We need to find pleasure in little things. Uh, they dare say that if you cannot find joy in little things of life, then you won't find joy at all. Learn to, to do something for somebody else. Hug a child. Buy your wife a dozen roses. Call your parents. Write a friend. Visit a nursing home. Do something to enrich someone else's life. And that will make it a good day for you. And live so that you leave no regrets. Mend broken relations with your family and friends. Forgive past hurts. Live so that you are gone or your loved ones are gone and there'll be no regrets. Pope John said shortly before his death, my bags are packed. I'm ready to leave. And maybe that ought to be our posture. I'm not anxious, but I'm ready. The real question is, are you? Little girl heard her mother say, that daddy was in heaven. So one night, little girl ran up the steps, was busy for a little while. Then she came downstairs with a bag packed. And the mother asked, what are you doing, child? She said, I'm ready to go visit dad. And maybe it ought to be all of our labor to prepare to see dad since there are no guarantees of life. Maybe we should make ready that we might visit our loved ones who've gone before us. Yeah. Every day 
should be a day of preparation. Daily, we live our lives. And daily, we prepare for death. Because we don't know when it will come. It's necessary to make ready. Hezekiah was a good man. He had some good things applied to his life. But when the Lord told him that he would die soon, that he went into prayer, and God extended his life. I'm sure that God thought of the good that he had done. I'm sure. But if he had been a bad man, God thought of that as well. And then out of grace, God heard his prayer. And he didn't ask for 15 years, but God thought it was a kind thing. We are in this world, but in this life, we'll have tribulations. It makes good sense to not only prepare to live, but preparations all be made to die. Yes, Think about it. Think about it. Come on. This day, just get your house in order.
Why don't we all say amen? Let us all say amen again. Hey, all this sniffling going on in the church house. Uh, Dr. Nash got our eyes sweating around here. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother professor. Uh, every time you get up, I'm just at awe of, of what God uh, is still able to do through my father. Amen. I don't care what nobody say. Ain't no better preacher or teacher than Dr. S.C. Nash Sr. Uh, amen. I, and, and I say it with my chest. Ain't no other preacher better, no other teacher better than Dr. S.C. Nash Sr. And so I'm, I praise God that, that he's allowed me uh, to be in such close proximity uh, with one of his stature. See, I'm, I'm, my eyes starting to sweat again. Let me just go on and, and, and amen, amen. The doors of the church are open. There just may be someone in this place or on our live feed uh, that has not invited the Lord into your life. Uh, everything that we say, everything that we do here at the Mount Horeb Church is ushered toward this moment. It's all about introducing that unsaved man, woman, boy, or girl to Jesus Christ. And so if you are here, if you have listened to what was brought forth and you said, well, maybe, maybe I need to get my house in order. You remember the first point was to get your house in order spiritually. That's the first step to get your life together spiritually. And the way to get your life together spiritually is to first of all accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And then you can be assured that heaven will be your home. And so with that being said, if you're on our live feed and you are, uh, your intentions are to be saved, all you got to do is comment. Uh, comment on the live feed or comment on our Facebook page or, or if you got me as a friend, comment right on my wall. Reverend, I want to be saved, and we'll make it happen because that's what it's all about. It's not a competition thing. It's not uh, we're better than anybody else or anybody else is better than us. This is a collective effort. We all are, ought to be about kingdom building. And so if that's, our, if that's your mission, if that's what you desire, uh, please, sir, please, ma'am, uh, let's make it happen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, deacons. Uh, thank you. Even though this portion of service is over with, the doors to this church are always open. And if, you're, if you wake up at Tuesday, uh, uh, Wednesday morning at 3 a.m. and you realize that you want to be saved, 
you just uh, comment on one of our posts or anything, and then when we wake up, then we'll get in contact with you. But the doors of this church are always open and 24-7, not just on Sundays or Tuesday nights, uh, but anytime your heart desires. We're now moving to take up our offering. Uh, there are uh, online giving avenues uh, that you can take advantage of. Uh, they are located in the comment section of our live feed. Uh, please feel free to our members online. We're looking for your offering. Amen. We're we looking for your stuff. We're looking for your offering. To our visitors who are joining us on tonight, you can partner with us in this ministry. You do realize that the church is a ministry, right? Amen. It's a ministry. It ain't a business. It ain't anything of that nature, but it is a ministry. And so if you want to partner with us in ministry, you can do so as well online. Amen? Amen. Amen. I thought I would be able uh, to have the, the times for you uh, for our uh, hiring fair uh, that will be done on Saturday. Uh, with Star Concessions and the IMA under the leadership of Dr. David Wilson. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, my, my tablet died, and so I still don't have uh, the, the, the time frame. Uh, but we'll make that available uh, on our Facebook page and uh, on my personal page. We'll make it known uh and so please sir please ma'am i'm i'm hoping that we can get some folk hired on this weekend i don't know about you but i think that's a premium job uh to be able to work at the airport uh uh for so many other so many reasons and this is just not a job it, these jobs turn into careers because they promote from the inside. Amen. They promote from the inside. I was talking to uh, Mr. Aranza today. Uh, he introduced me to a fellow who started out as a server. Uh, and now he's all the way up to making about $120,000 a year. Amen. So, so these are premium opportunities, my brothers and sisters. And it's not only for young folk, but they're looking for manager positions. They're looking for all kinds of uh, positions. Like I said, they have about two or 300 positions that they're looking to fill. So please, sir, please, ma'am, govern yourselves accordingly. Amen. Amen. Sister Davis is in the house. Amen. The Davises are in the house. Amen. We thought that they would be somewhere in Ohio by now, uh, but we are blessed and thankful to have you guys here. Amen. I saw uh, Sister Hooper and Sister Morell are online. They're all the way in California. Amen. But they are still online. We are praying for y'all. And then also uh, Sister Shirley Washington uh, is online, who is the sister of Sister Cindy Russell, uh, 
who was also dealing with the bereavement of losing their cousin. And so we're lifting that family up in prayer uh, during this time of bereavement. One thing I know about it is that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can even ask or think. Amen. And so I want to say once again, thank you to Dr. Nash for uh, the lesson on tonight, even though it was hard to listen to. It was hard to listen to, but it was much needed. Amen. 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 So God bless you, Doc. God bless each and every one of you for coming out on tonight. We look forward to seeing you Sunday morning at 11 o'clock sharp. Uh, the movie night that was planned for this Friday has been postponed. And so we'll have more announcements uh, as that as that is concerned in the days and uh, weeks to come. So don't don't come Friday or else you'll be here by yourself. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Amen. Reverend Rockmore is in the house. God bless you. Thank you for coming this way. We appreciate it. Amen. Amen. And to those of you, all of you who are here, God bless you. The Smiths are back. Everybody say amen. Amen. The Smiths are back in the house. And so God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. If our hearts and minds are clear. Caden, come here, Caden. What you pointing at, Brother Davis? Oh. Okay. Caden got something he want to say to y'all. Amen. You ready? Okay. Don't forget. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Don't God change like we know he has change here. Don't forget about the change, but you know he got change here. So don't leave with the change. You go by and see the change bucket. Amen. This, this is our change bucket announcer from here on out. Amen. So thank you. Thank you, Caden. You can go sit down now. Thank you, man. Amen. If our hearts and minds are clear, our closing remarks and our benediction will come from Dr. Nash. Again, I say thank you, Brother Pastor, for allowing me to share the sacred desk. I'm praying for each of you. Would you bow with me? We thank thee, our Father, for what we have witnessed tonight. Grant that we would so live that we would give preparation for death because in preparing for death, we really prepare for life. Be with us and keep us. Thank you for our pastor. And thank you for the example that he sets before us. Now may your grace abide with us 
now and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We thank God and bless God that you have shared with us on today. It is our prayer that something was said, something was done that will cause an unsaved man, woman, boy, or girl to come running asking, what must I do to be saved? Thank you once again for joining our broadcast. And we ask that whenever we're online, tap in and share the Mount Horeb experience with us. Until next time, I'm Pastor Stephan Nash. We'll see you later.